podcast. Three days talking about metal, hard rock, and everything in between. Yeah! What's up, everybody? I'm Rocco Cortez. Alejandro Cato González. Us three are just mere mortals independently, but when we combine forces... We create into the pit cast. Fuck. Oh, 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 fucking metal, bro. That's pretty Exile! <laughs> oh, we just, Alex just sent me the most hilarious meme right now. It's so great. I have to go give credit to Adrian for that. Adrian? Yeah, he sent that to the, to the group text. So. <laughs> good call, Adrian. What's going on, guys? So Episode five. We made it. Cinco. We did it. Cinco. How was y'all's week? Was it good? It's fucking metal, bro. Oh, so metal. It's pretty busy. It's always metal, bro. All right, what, uh, let's get right into it. Why not? What we've been listening to this week, local disturbance. We got some news in metal. <laughs> Little Metallica news. Ooh, I saw that. That was kind of cool. Uh, Downpour. Whose project is that? Downpour. Project. It says that on the outline, man. Okay, we'll you get to it. You should probably fucking read it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> we got Guilty Pleasures. We got an album review from a local artist uh, by the name of Nahaya. Nahaya! We're reviewing their album, which is titled Transcendence. Mm-hmm. Then we have a very special influence seg- influencer segment. It's special to Alex. It's for very sure. special, near and dear to Alejandro. Very much so, man. Very yeah. much so. But uh, let's get right to it. Uh, local disturbance, 2018. We were there Saturday. I had a great time a hanging with time. everybody, drinking a lot of Lone Stars. For drinking sure. lots of Lone <laughs> Stars. Of course, live for me because I'm cheap. Whatever. <laughs> he likes water. It didn't matter. They were all four dollars. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. I never paid four fucking dollars for course Light, but hey, Jack's Patty Bar. Hey, <laughs> the, the beer was flowing like wine. Water. Uh, it was I had a great time. What would you guys time. think? Local disturbance. How do you know? You left like a. a like I left with o'clock. two bands. I left with two yeah. bands left. I had to go. I had a thing. <laughs> I had a thing to do. <laughs> it was it was cool, man. It was fun. It was fun to be back out there in the uh, in the local scene and check out some new bands, and uh, get to see a lot of familiar faces that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Ran into a lot of cool people that I haven't seen in a very long time, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was the whole experience was really cool. Let's talk about some bands that we saw. Highlights. Cerebral. Uh, Desecration. Desecration. I liked them. I liked them a lot. I think, that, to be honest with you, that was probably one of my more favorite bands that night. Not more favorite, but, you know, that was probably my favorite band that night. Because, uh, honestly, I just like good metal. And uh, that was some good heavy metal for that night. And I hadn't, I had honestly heard the name, but I haven't heard them before. And so it was a good surprise to actually hear that they're, they're from San Antonio, right? Correct. I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are from yeah, not San Antonio. San, I mean, San, it might be San Marcos. San Marcos. Yeah, San Marcos. Yeah, they're yeah, from San Marcos. Basically, San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so that cerebral desecration was uh, the standout for me. Shout I out. I liked them uh, for sure. Who else was there? Kingdom Collapse, right? Kingdom Is that correct? Yeah, Kingdom Collapse was there. They were great. Um, who else am I forgetting? House, House divided. House divided. House divided. Uh, Brohood, of course, of finished course, down. Of course, Shattered Sun. Shattered Sun. And fucking Narwhal from uh, Austin, Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, that band was a trip. Very much so. Uh, they came on, and I immediately turned around, and I think I looked at Alex or Mikey, and I was like, uh, what's going on up there? You <laughs> <laughs> kept my attention. Yeah, they were fun to watch. They were, they were really they were fun, fun to watch. watch. They were really fun it to diff- watch. It was not different. Good. Not really my kind of... Uh, my style of metal, mm-hmm. my favorite style of metal, but they were definitely uh, they were definitely fun to uh, yeah. keep an eye out on. It definitely yeah. came from the uh, every time I die converge scene. Oh, absolutely, and whatnot, which is not a bad scene. I like it. Uh, it was just uh, it was definitely a, a different. It was a change of pace for the night. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. But it was pretty good. I liked it though. Narwolf, good Narwolf. job. Fucking Narwolf. Hashtag bro. Narwolf. Hashtag Narwolf. Rod got to sing a song with his with his son. That was really cool. Yeah, man. That was a uh, that was. Definitely crazy to see because I mean I met Roddy when I mean literally he was, was a baby. maybe two. Yeah, as a baby. You know, seeing him, you know, thirteen years old now, fourteen years old. He's you know almost as tall as us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll pass us up. Weighs like a buck forty, a buck forty five, and you know just seeing him up there with his dad was it was really cool. It was a cool experience to, to check out for sure. It's kind of a natural too, man. How was Brotherhood? What did you think? You know, uh, I can't 
okay, I was in the band, so I'm going to be extremely, you know, critical, critical of yeah. what I saw. Uh, overall, they did good. Yeah. Overall, they, Rod, kudos to you, man. You still sound fucking awesome. Uh, it's like you never fucking, you know, you never left the stage. You, your scream is still on point. Your, you know, everything. Your, uh, your performance was killer. Uh, the band, the PB, shout out to you too. You're a fucking killer drummer, man. I swear you're a fucking amazing drummer. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than peanut butter. Peanut yeah. butter's a shit, man. Seriously, he did a great job. Uh, overall, uh, you know there were parts that were missing and you right. know, parts that weren't quite right. They yeah. skipped some solos and da da da. But overall, I mean, for for what it was, and probably the allotted time they had too. Right, that yeah. too. Now, for what it was, it was a great fucking time, and it was great a good show. representation of of what we did. So definitely party. <laughs> Party. Yeah, I had a great time. It was good hanging with you. These two weren't there for Brotherhood because, you know. We had to leave. <laughs> we got the call. We had the call. Got the call. <laughs> <laughs> the call happens. All right. We're moving on to news. You, you wrote down highlights. Did you hear any highlights? Did we talk highlights? Is that what we're talking That's about? That's kind of like what we were talking about. Yeah, just All highlights. Right. News and metal. You want to read this? This looks pretty interesting. You don't have it pulled up. Uh, Per Metal Hammer, (laughs) Gojira's headline Bloodstock show was a triumph for metal. What does that mean? Other than that, Gojira's awesome, like all the time. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, I mean that's that's (laughs) pretty much that's pretty much what they're you know what they're saying. You know what I mean? Uh, Right now, Gojira is hands down the best fucking metal band. Period. Pinnacle. Period. Pinnacle. Upper echelon <laughs> of metal. They've been around for 17 fucking years, and they're finally getting the uh, the respect they deserve, the admiration they deserve. And this show pretty much fucking proved that they're on top of their fucking game. Yeah. Right. Metal right. Hammer saw the same thing, and they, you know, they, they released a fucking great article on it. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah, because it's Gojira. Fuck yeah, it's fucking Gojira. <laughs> I, think, I think it's just talking about the recognition that uh, like a good metal band that deserves it is that is finally getting. You know, like yep. uh, how long have they been along around like seventeen years yep. now? And um, it did mention in the article that what they were sub headlining or co headlining like two years ago, and now they're headlining it, and it was a packed show for the headliner on this one, which they were, I guess they're mentioning that, you know, most people will come see the bands they want to see and they leave, but no one left for, uh, go, you know, stay to the end of the show for Gojira the whole time. And, um, I'm guessing it was probably a pretty amazing show. This is what they're going off of and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, just, a maybe, a a nice change of pace for where the metal scene is at right now. And actually getting a good band to get some good recognition. Yep. And it says that the, you know they blew in 2016 when they when they co-headlined they blew the Bill Toppers which was masted on that year. Oh, that's right. Clear off the stage, in a serious statement of intent. Yeah. Which I mean I've seen both bands. I've, I have never seen them back to back, but I've seen Masted on plenty of times and I've seen Gojira plenty of time and I definitely can agree with the fact that every time I saw Gojira, it was fucking magical. Yeah. That's the only word I can fucking describe it, man. Magical. Yeah. I haven't seen them live yet. It, um, it's it's a different it's a different yeah, experience, man. The live videos I've seen, they'll look fucking awesome. Yeah, though. I mean, it's no Limp Biscuit concert, concert <laughs> but I guess it's okay. <laughs> you know what? Shame on me for taking so long to get into Gojira. I don't I don't know why I did. I mean, I don't know yeah. why it, it took so long, but, but yeah, they're it, pretty amazing. They're not your style of prog. I mean, that's, yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's what we're talking about. They are considered prog metal. I mean, they're they're a progressive metal band. Yeah. They're just not, you know, the the your typical, you know, what you would think, like prog metal. You think, you know, Dream Theater. You think Between the Bear to Me, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I mean, they have, uh, they don't have to be as noty to be technical. Yeah, because they're extremely technical. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like those uh, those riffs just get stuck in your head. Absolutely. And the lyrics, they just God is. So yeah, if you don't know who Gojira is, you're dumb. Yeah, you're yeah. living under a fucking yeah. rock. And you, you need to go know. listen yeah. to Gojira. Yeah. Very right. well written music. And not only that, but apparently a great live show. I don't want to get too into my obsession with Gojira because all my <laughs> friends know how much I fucking love this band. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at some point we're going to have them as one of our influencers. Yeah. So sure. when that happens, I'm really going to go into detail about how much I really fucking love this band. <laughs> and fuck everybody who doesn't think that they're amazing. Adrian and Jojo. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Dude, I've tried. 
I've tried to get those two motherfuckers to like Gojira for like two or three years. Well, Jojo, I can understand because, you know, he enjoys men. <laughs> uh, and Adrian, but Adrian, God, that's uh, what's wrong with you, Adrian. I said the same thing, then, Alex. Mikey, so. do you want to give us like the uh, verbatim quote that he told you when told you asked him if, if he was going to go see Trivium? Oh, no. Um, he uh, basically said that he misses and is still stuck in that's the one, right? <laughs> still stuck so, yeah. in 2005. That he misses 2005, <laughs> and basically, I'm guessing he doesn't want to move on from, <laughs> from those bands or whatnot. That's what I got from it. But No, we love you, Ed, and we're just yeah. fucking with you, but yeah, fuck shit. you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fucking great music out there besides Gojira. I mean, they're, they're, the, top, they're the fucking top-tier band, in my opinion. But there's still a lot of great music out there in 2018. Yeah. You have to look for it. You, know, you have to really get out there be, with an open mind, and you can't be stuck in one genre, one era. Otherwise, I mean, you're going to be like, well, oh, everything in the 70s was the best. Yeah. Everything in the end, there's so much good music out there. You yeah. just got to fucking hear it, man. You got to listen. I've been guilty of that, honestly, for the past few years. I mean, but maybe like two years ago, I finally stopped doing it. But I was the same way. I didn't really give a lot of bands the time of the day because I was kind of stuck in my ways with what I was listening to already. And, and now that I finally have, you know, given you know giving some of the bands a listen and i'm figuring out like well it's you know it doesn't have to always be like this certain way or this certain style right but, um you know i it, it's it's a lot better because i've definitely have discovered so many bands recently because of this now yeah uh, given given them the chance basically hell yeah speaking of great bands uh alex did you hear about this that the Tecate, mother of all rock festivals <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, i swear to god it's in to kate yeah, it's in um, uh, in Monterrey. It's in my in my city. Yeah. Is that right? Nuevo León. Nuevo León. Monterrey, Nuevo León, cabrón. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody who's listening in Mexico. We Guns N' Roses, White yeah. Snake. Oh, yeah. Sammy Hagar and The Circle featuring Michael Anthony, Jason Bonham, and Vic Johnson. Wow. Garbage. Yeah, no shit. Wolf Mother. Wow, okay, okay. Steel. Fucking Panther. Steel fucking <laughs> Panther, okay. And Aruka Sativa? Never heard of them. Never heard of that Sounds one. Sounds like a strain of weed, that's for sure. <laughs> I wish I lived in Mexico. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that fucking festival is going to be like a hundred to 200,000 people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. Where do they have the shows like that at? Uh, there's a lot of uh, like giant fucking parks, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not so much amphitheaters. I mean, they have stadiums and shit like that where they can hold those kinds of events. But for uh, festivals and outdoor festivals, stuff like they have a, a few parks that are fucking huge, and they can fit you know a hundred thousand people, no issues whatsoever, and it's a it's a great fucking time. I want to go to one there. We you should, see. man. Did you see uh, Steel Panther's new uh, guitar pedal? The what the hell is it? A pussy something or another? <laughs> What is it called? What the fuck is that? It's the Pussy Melter. The Pussy <laughs> Melter, yeah. Yeah, dude. Then they it, get in trouble for it or some... some. Are they getting in trouble yeah, for it? Yeah. I'd imagine they would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, uh, some. Um, I mean, I guess somebody in the... It's got four, to- it's got four tone knobs. <laughs> Dirty, load, booty, and sizzle. <laughs> and then it's got uh, two, switch- two switchable, uh, I guess, channels, moist and gushing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so yeah, it's such a steel pan. I thing. thought it was just a picture, and no, it is an actual no, yeah, pedal. It's, that it's exists. a real pedal, but <laughs> apparently the, they're going they're going to court for it. Somebody is. No, I'm sure. Yeah, somebody's, well, somebody's yeah, offended. Somebody's very yeah. offended by the whole the name of it. You know, because women's rights and all that stuff, and they're great, fantastic. But does Steel Panther get in trouble a lot? Because I would, I'd imagine they I would, would. Yeah, I would think um, so. Dude, they pull. Have chick- you been to one of their shows? I haven't, but I've seen their shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they pull like they you know that chicks- song Seventeen and whatever the fuck it's called. Uh huh. They literally pull a ton of chicks on stage and just ba- every uh, every girl just takes her tits out. Yeah. Oh, it's called uh, I Bang Seventeen Girls in a Row. Yeah, that whatever the fucking song is called. But I've seen it. I've seen like and you know yeah, and they do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty nuts. But wait, whatever. Steel Panther, I I love them. They're great. They- yeah, my heart belongs to you. 
But my cock is community property. <laughs> da, 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 da. Is that really how it goes? <laughs> yes, dude. <That's> awesome. <laughs> they have a song like that. It's so great. Uh, what the fuck? They talk about Lexi's mom. Lexi's a bass player. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Word. Metallica released his black album 17 years ago today on August 12th. 27. Oh, yeah. 27. You wrote August 12th. 27 years ago. Uh, you wrote 17 years ago. That's nah, called a mistypo. That is a miss. So it's 27, <laughs> 27 years ago. 27 years ago. 27 years ago. God damn it. <laughs> on August 12th. On August so 12th. So a couple of days ago, they released the black album 27 years ago. Yeah. Was it uh, breakthrough or sellout? <laughs> well, Controversial off, topic. Let's talk about <laughs> how big. You mean hate them or love them? You know, let's talk about how big of a an impact it has on it has had on the metal scene and whatnot. Yeah. Metallica is yeah. probably the biggest influencer there is. Yeah, for most people, yeah. And a lot of people talk shit about them, but you know. Well, when you're big, haters are gonna hate. Well, right. Yeah. Either way, the so. more haters you have. The better the you're better doing. You do. The better you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so well, I mean, me personally, I don't think it was. I don't think they were selling out. That doesn't that album still outsell like a lot of new releases. Yeah. To right. Day. Yeah. It's still on some charts here and there. I'm thinking. No, it is. It is. It's yeah. still on the charts for a lot of fucking countries, <laughs> man. Twenty-seven years later, and it's still on charts and yeah. it's still selling out. Other people that are putting their albums out today. So. I mean, talk all the shit you want about them, Jeremy. So, but, you know. We saw you coming, buddy. We saw you coming. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that, I mean would, what do you think, Alex? Sellout? Breakthrough? Um, Did you I enjoy mean, the Black Album? I love the Black Album. Okay. That was my, basically my initiation to Metallica. Was uh, watching the Enter Sandman video with my dad in Mexico. We were the only motherfuckers in the, in the, on the street with fucking satellite. And one of those old school satellites that were like the, the size huge, of a house. The huge dish. Yeah, and you had to put in like a fucking nuclear code to make the motherfucker <laughs> go to another channel. Mm-hmm. And the whole house would rattle when it moved and shit. That's awesome. One of those. <laughs> so I remember watching the Enter Sandman video with my dad. And I loved it. And that was, you know, my first experience with Metallica. The Black Album to me was, I mean, that was what got me into metal. Yeah. So Quintessential. Yeah. If it wasn't for that album, I, I you know, I wouldn't have the relationship I do with metal. So, um, breakthrough? Fuck yeah, absolutely. Sellout? No, no, no. no. I think it's breakthrough. No, because is, it, it was no one? master of puppets and and justice for all, as far as like technicality was and da 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 da. No, epicness or whatever. Yeah, and but justice the songs, for all. No, the no. songs on the black album, timeless. Timeless, exactly. No. In every, any generation and any era of metal or rock, they're still gonna be revered as some of the best fucking songs in rock history yeah period to me what's that one quote lars has he goes yeah i sold out all the way to the bank <laughs> or every show I every seat in the house that's right yeah i sold out every show every seat in the house amen yeah You're such a hard ass how do you feel about the black album rock I, yeah it's great i love it mm-hmm. i don't think it's a sellout album i mean yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. It's top five, absolutely. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. that's just the one be. that everybody. I totally agree with you. Because I, I remember, I think it was on like a Metallica documentary somewhere, and they were talking about how people, uh, how metal metalheads in particular, are so, so, in love with the music that they listen to that like if more people start listening to it, it becomes, oh, it's not mine anymore type thing. So that's why like when it, they became more commercial. And they were like, oh, it's on, like, the main radio station now. Or, oh, like, this person listens to it. They don't even listen to metal or anything like that. It's That's when it becomes, like, a sellout in their mind yeah, at that sure. point. And when it did it, bring a different demographic to metal, it did, period. Yeah, it definitely brought a big uh, big difference on it. But, like, it's it, you have to go that route sometimes. I mean, I yeah. mean if you want to keep alive in that scene sometimes. I mean, there are bands that stay true to their music, but... You know, they only sell so many albums and they can only play in so in such a big of a place when it comes to Metallica, like they do the same thing that Iron Iron Maiden can do now, like, oh I feel like going on a tour. Well let's go now, we'll make a couple million and we take a break for a while. Yeah, pretty much. And we'll go more into detail about how much we really truly love Metallica when we have them as our uh, yeah, influencers. Yeah, influencer. We're waiting for that one. But uh 
in your opinion, yeah. where would they be if Cliff and Dave were still in the band? Still alive, still in the band. I don't think they would be where they are today if they were still in the band. Why I, is that? I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Well, I mean, you got to think, Lars, well, Lars and James were the main writers for most of it. Not at first. Mustaine came up with the majority of Kill em All. When did Mustaine leave? He left after, uh, or he was kicked out. He after. was kicked out before they recorded Kill em All. But the majority of the songs on Kill em All, he's got writing credits on with Hetfield and Ulrich. I well. thought he was in it when they released Kill em All. Nah, man. They kicked him out right before they were going to record the record. But they wrote it before they went to go record it, obviously. Interesting. Yeah, it's fucked up. I think if Cliff was still alive, they might have they might be like a little bit greater. <laughs> uh, but I don't see him being a, being where they are with Dave Mustaine. Right. I I think that was definitely the uh, that was destiny for Dave to leave for yeah. sure. Yeah, man. Because we would like you know we talked about him in a, a few episodes ago. We wouldn't have Megadeth if right. it wasn't for that happening. Right. And Megadeth is fucking amazing and a huge influence in metal themselves. So, plus, I mean, Dave Mustaine is credited for fucking creating thrash metal, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he uh, he, uh, he actually was recruiting Kerry King mm-hmm. into Megadeth when, before Slayer was starting to get up there. And he was, start, he was almost this fucking close to recruiting Dimebag and, and, uh, and Vince. Really? Yeah, Ooh, man. That would have been interesting. But he, he wanted to, to get Dimebag to play with him in Megadeth, but the only uh, the deal that... Dimebag was trying to make is that he wouldn't leave Pantera unless Vince came along with him. Mm-hmm. So imagine that. Imagine if that would have happened. Wow. Megadeth with fucking Vince and Dime. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, that, that would have. But we wouldn't have Pantera. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I was gonna say you that's know? only. It's like uh, I definitely would put Pantera above Megadeth in, yeah, in my books. Yeah, I would too. I would too. I love Pantera books, way more than Megadeth. I love Megadeth too, but Pantera is like, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> si, señor. Simon. Uh, downpour. A project consisting of members of Shadows Fall and ex Unearth drummer Brian Fair, Shadows Fall, and Derek Kirschwill, Unearth Seamless, jammed back in the day in the early days of Shadows Fall. Yeah, they were. Uh, Matt uh, LeBrenton guitar, Pete Gales on bass. Yeah, those, I don't know where the bands they came from or if they were even any other bands, but I know the. The uh, drummer and Brian Fair, like they were, de- they were in Shadows Fall, like back when Shadows Fall just started. Um, I don't remember the reason as to why uh, Kurzweil was the name, the drummer, uh, Derek something. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, yeah right. Derek Kurz, something like that. Uh, I don't remember reading as to why he was out of the band or left the band or something, but uh, they do have that connection. And I don't know if y'all got around to like listening to it because I saw. It's not on Spotify. I just saw the little clip they had on one of the articles that it was talking oh, okay. about it and whatnot. No, I didn't actually hear it because I didn't know there was actually it's there was a link to it. It's different. Yeah. yeah, when I saw this, I thought it was just like, oh, this is something they're doing. I didn't know there was actually music. Yeah, they already yet. released something. Uh, they released a single. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to be releasing an album, but apparently they've been jamming for a while now. In what way is it different? It's not fast pace no you don't expect like you know shadows fall it's like tanting you know yeah a little a little softer um i don't know i'm trying to think of like a good comparison it's very it had a lot more ambiance okay. in the sound so is brian singing or is he still growling he's singing he's singing yeah the okay. clip yeah the clips i heard it was a lot more singing uh there was definitely no like uh, regular Shadows Fall grounds yeah, that yeah. he would do in the past, and um, but it sounded. I mean, it was interesting. It was good, you know. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's he's trying to get something going again. Yeah, for and, sure, uh, for sure. This is definitely not a bad path for him to go. It's something different. Well, since we didn't know there was music, I wish probably listen to it and get back to this next week. Yeah, thanks, Mikey. Because <laughs> somebody didn't fucking put a link to anything. Well, you know, it happens. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> We're going off what you initially think. Whatever, bro. <laughs> Not just from hearing it. Are we ready to guilty pleasures? Already? I mean, we don't have to go that fast to it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, what else you want to talk about? Things. Oh, I, 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 I wanted to bring up something that I told Mike earlier today okay, about Cliff it. Burton. Since we, uh, yeah, since we, yeah, since we were talking about that, uh-huh. and uh, 
everybody i've seen a lot of people in forums and you know shit like that throughout the years saying that if cliff was still alive and in metallica that metallica would still be thrash metal and they'd still be fast and heavy and da 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 but i think they failed to realize that cliff was the one who kind of influenced the band to write more instrumentals yeah and stuff that was way more like into the classical realm yeah yeah listen to orion yeah exactly and a lot of songs... That's like not thrash. The fucking... The, the middle of Master of Puppets, the, the bridge of Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of other stuff that he brought into the table was... I think if Cliff would still be with us today and he was still in Metallica, Metallica would probably be a prog band. And they'd close. be very experimental, way more than they became in the 90s, you know, with adding blues and, like, hard rock and all those elements with Load and Reload. Yeah. I think they'd be more in... Best the- albums ever. <laughs> hey, I love them. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I fucking love I Load know. and Reload. I love them. Uh, but yeah, I think if Cliff was still with us, he uh, Metallica would be a lot more prog or experimental. They wouldn't be. I don't think they would. They would have stayed with that thrash and Justice for All, Master of Puppets kind of sound. They would have developed into something probably even. I mean, I don't know. Something I need to go way back. More experimental. I need to go back and listen to those records. You should. I, I need to go back because yeah. it's. It's. I mean, I, I remember Kill 'Em All. Fucking seek and destroy. Yeah. Uh, four Horsemen. Man, yeah. man, 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 man. <laughs> now, I love Kill 'Em All, but that was my least favorite. That's still my least favorite least Metallica. Favorite. I don't know why. I don't know why. Four? It just does. Really, what? your least favorite Metallica? And just well, I mean, not like you know. But I'm talking about like the the oh, main, before, before the main, 90s. yeah, the main Metallica. Not not fucking Saint Anger. Okay. And all, you know whatever. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Ride the Lightning is like a huge step. Up, a huge fucking step up from Kill 'Em All. Oh yeah, you know Master mm-hmm. of Puppets, one of the fucking best albums in metal history. My favorite you know is I mean? Justice for All. That's mine too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Cool. I thought I was alone on that one. <laughs> Mikey, <laughs> nah. what's your favorite? Favorite? Yeah. I go back between Justice and probably Master. Reload. Nah. Probably reload. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Saint Anger for Mikey. <laughs> I think Garage Inc is my favorite. It's, <laughs> it's so original. <laughs> it's a very original album to me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I go back and forth between Justice and Master. Honestly. Yeah. I enjoy Master I Puppets, can't. but I, for some reason, um, and Justice for All like holds a special place yeah. in my heart. I agree. I don't know. I think it's the first time I saw one. I saw that. Yeah. I saw oh, that yeah, video. I was it. like, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, talk about a masterpiece. Yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely. A fucking yeah. masterpiece of a song, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Muy chingon. Muy chingon.com. Chingon. All right. Guilty but yeah, pl- I wanted to say that All right, cool. about Cliff, because cool. fuck everybody. Guilty pleasure, Mikey. Let's Guilty hear it. Guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasure. Uh, I was telling you all earlier, mine this week, cinematic scores. <laughs> uh, any particular <laughs> movie? Particular for sure. Uh, we're going to go with top one, Braveheart. Oh. I love that one. Uh, good. And honestly, anyone that was Hans Zimmer. I mean, it's a. Uh, I watched the the Hans Zimmer concert. On Hans, Netflix. it's pronounced Hans. Hans Zimmer, and it's amazing. I mean, I didn't realize like how many scores he's actually done. Like a bajillion. Oh yeah, I mean, he went from like Interstellar, fucking Lion King, and <laughs> Gladiator, which yeah. is a great score too. Um, Who did yeah. Batman? The original Batman? Yeah. Was that Hans? That was Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Yeah. Danny Elfman. Which is also a great, you know. Yeah, Danny Elfman's great, too. I mean, he does some good stuff. I kind of like some of his work. He did, <laughs> he did the music for Nightmare. Just a little bit. <laughs> Whole tattoo on your leg yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, if y'all don't know, I got Danny Elfman on my... Li- no, I was kidding. <laughs> Danny, I love you. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I did a lot of studying this week. I had my last final, thank fucking God. Woo! Last one. Monday. Last one. So I had a lot of studying this week, So I, and I listen to a lot of the cinematic scores whenever I study because it helps me relax and study. <laughs> Alejandro, you have a guilty pleasure Hola. this week? Yeah. ¿Cómo estás? You have a guilty pleasure this week? Yeah, man. What do you got? Uh, her name is Melody Gardo. Oh, okay. She sounds hot. Uh, she's okay. Yeah, she's okay. <laughs> I started listening to her back in like 2013. She's a uh, kind of a lounge, jazzy, 
piano player Ooh. with a like a you know a, a band behind her kind That's of sick. a jazz kind of band behind her. That's sexy. I like She's it. super sexy, yeah. and uh, well, the, the music is right. At least. I mean, it's it's like I don't know. Let's let's play some of it. Yeah, dude. Bust I've it actually out, I've been uh, <laughs> like Jessica Rabbit style. Yeah, look, check it out. What Jessica Rabbit style? Mm. This song has been dedicated to me several times by different women. Really? It's called this. It's called the. Uh, Your heart is as black as night. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was kidding about that, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> These women oh. don't know you like I know you. Oh, okay. That's sexy, bro. Yeah, that's hot. But the story Mm. Mm. I mean, I could just like sip scotch, smoke a cigar, listen to this all day. All day. Yeah. And what is her name again? Melody Gardo. Melody Gardo. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. It's sexy. That's badass. Hell yeah. Right, it's more than 20 seconds, dude. We gotta pay money. I'm not paying her anything but my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse that. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you said Melody Gardo, you, you, you reminded me of, uh, is it El King? Right? I she's kind of like Americana. El King? El King. She's Rob Schneider's daughter. Oh, she's shit. fantastic, dude. She is phenomenal. Rob Schneider's daughter? Rob Schneider's daughter. Wow. Yeah. She does a hilarious uh, cover of uh, My Neck, My Back, <laughs> my, my Pussy, and My Crack. Okay. Yeah, okay. dude. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, so that could be my guilty pleasure for this week. That's I didn't. I haven't listened to her this week, but... Uh, I was listening to a little bit of Rackin' Tours. Great week. fucking band. Steady as she goes. <laughs> Fun song, man. I love that song. Yeah. I dig it. So yeah, L. King. If you don't know who L. King is or the Rackin' Tours, oh, yeah. Listen to them. Yeah. I'm trying to look for uh, that cover That of My Neck, My Back, dude. It's oh. awesome. Yeah, yeah. You're taking too long, I'm bro. I'm sorry. I'm You're sorry. You're taking way too. I'll edit long. it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could do that. Could yeah, you? I'll edit it. We'll yeah, go silent right. for two. Oh. If you don't want to hear a filthy song, get the fuck out, please. I've heard this before. You have, right? I've heard this. <laughs> uh. Do it now. Dude, she's it. great. I dig it. All right. She's right. great. That's Rob Schneider's that. daughter. That's cool. That's crazy. Does she look anything like Rob Schneider? No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no. No, she does not. Boner she's much, killer she's if much she cute. did. She's much cuter. She's much cuter than Rob Schneider. Do you remember right. the daughters from uh, Grown Ups? Oh, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all of them coming up and then the last one, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Pervs, he's totally checking me out. <laughs> what else? What else y'all listen to this week? Hmm? Hmm? What else did we listen hmm? to this week? Hmm? I mean, other than more. That's metal. my that's my weak ass transition into the review for this week. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, <laughs> No, that's San not that all. That own. Yeah, man. I actually I've heard the name. I thought I knew somebody in the band, so I went into their fucking IG and was all creeper status looking at their shit. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought I knew somebody in the band, right, too. Right, because it sounds familiar. Man. Right, but I don't. I, I, yeah, I don't think <laughs> I do. I think I may have met the guitar player once or twice. Maybe. He was Possibly. in another band with somebody I knew. I don't fucking remember. But the name sounds familiar. I, I've seen it several times. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, Facebook friends. Do they? Yeah, they're up there. They got a ton of likes. I think they're at like over 2K. Oh, wow. For likes. Not yeah. Bad. I honestly hadn't heard of them until you said, because uh, when we were talking about doing a review, and I was like, well, I want to do a San Antonio band if we're trying to push local. And then you brought them up. And I was like, I never fucking heard of them. Yeah, brought I was like, it's Junahaya. Yeah, Junahaya, because like, they the just released one. Fuck. It was really good. It was good. I uh, Their album is called Transcendence. There you go. That's the one we're. Uh, we're reviewing right now. So if you go look it up on the old iTunes, it's uh, it's black and green with a little bit of purple. Because <laughs> when I looked it up, there was a, another Nahaya. And I was like, whoa, wait, is what? this it? So I don't know. But yeah, we uh, we did Transcendence. I really enjoyed track one, Spark. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. The first one? Yeah, really thrashy. Checky one. Screams were really good. Yeah. Guitar playing was really good. Drums were loud and brutal and in your face. Yeah. 
The only thing I didn't like about the drums is I could tell they were computer drums. Yeah. Well, I could tell yeah. they were computer symbols. Right. I listened to it here on the monitors, and it sounded real cool, but I was like, oh, that's... That's not that's a, this plugin and that plugin. Yeah, that that's not a real. Yeah, that's course. not a real <laughs> drum. But it was still really cool. I mean, a lot of metal's going that way anyway. So I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna bash them on it. Yeah. Uh, they were programmed very well. Yeah. I think the third one was my favorite. Was it something fire in at work with fire? There you go. That one. The only yeah. thing I didn't like with at work with fire is that it is it essentially has two intros. It has the pads and synths, yeah. and then it has another intro right, yeah. right after the pads and synths. So I could have done without the pads and synths on okay, at work with okay. the fire. I think that's preference, but yeah, yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I, think I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. Like, I kind of like that actually about it. But uh, I mean, overall for the whole album, REP or what, I don't, know, I guess it's an EP if you want to call it that. Yeah, uh, it's it's titled it's an as an EP. Yeah, it's it's an titled EP. as an EP. Okay, mm-hmm. um, four tracks. It, it, I mean, it was just, it was a solid album. It was very unexpected for me. And it's, it was pretty cool to hear that uh, a band like that coming from out of San Antonio. Not that there's no good bands here, but um, I just, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it was more or less that I was just surprised that I've never heard of them before. And that when I listened to it, because uh, I listened to it quite a few times through. And uh, it's just, a, it's a solid, very well written album. Uh, they know how to play their instruments, and that's obvious through it all. Uh, my only, <laughs> my only con, and only criticism on it, is the clean vocals on the album. Uh, I just, it, it kind of lost me every time the clean vocals would come in. Not that I started hating the music after that; it just lost me, and then it bring me back when they were done. I just think they could have done something else, maybe, maybe continued. Some of the growls, maybe try a different clean singing. I don't know. It's an EP. They're probably figuring out as they go along, too, and they probably release a full album. It might change. It might not. We don't know. But that'd probably be my only criticism on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, with that being said, I'd, I'd honestly give like 7.5 out of eight out of 10 jalapenos. I agree with, yeah, I agree with you with the clean vocals. Mm-hmm. When I when, The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> And right, it was like, those. is that out of tune? or is it, I, don't, I don't know what it was. But then I went back and I listened again. And I was like, well, no, I don't think it's necessarily out of tune. I think I just don't like it. Yeah. Right. You know right. what I mean? It just didn't. Uh, it wasn't my style of clean vocal. Especially, I think it was track two. Yeah, it was track two. Uh, well, that's yeah, the time. Track two. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, when, when, that's, when, that's when it started. Yeah. Right. I guess that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you wanted, if you by chance wanted criticism for us, from us, <laughs> or from me, I would just stick to screaming because his uh, his scream was really good. Yeah, in, yeah. In track one, yeah. Uh, Spark, I thought it was great. Spark was cool. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because yeah, there was no clean vocals in the first one. Right? No. Yeah. So that's why. I, no. I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go to number two and then clean vocals." Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. it's still good though. It's still good. Yeah. It I give it seven out of ten. Jalapeno. Seven out of ten from you. Yeah. Seven and a half from you. Seven. Because it had a lot of really good guitar riffs. It had like memorable, memorable guitar riffs that you could like sing along yeah. to. So yeah. that was really cool. Right. It wasn't you know just drop Z over and over and over. Yeah, again, for sure, you know? for sure, for sure. I uh, with my rating right off the bat, I'd give it seven. Seven out of ten. Um, well, you know what? I'm actually going to change that. I'm going to give it seven and a half because I did enjoy it a lot more than seven. I enjoyed it half more. <laughs> just <laughs> half a head up in your half just step more. Um, I was definitely taken by surprise. I was not expecting such a polished band to come out or to, to be hearing such a polished band come out of San Antonio. Their uh the ribs were memorable, like you said. It was um um what do you call it? Yeah, the progressions were really good, the transitions were really, really good. The drumming was great. The guitar playing was great. And, yeah, I mean, everything kind of flowed together really nicely. It's They sound like a real band. They don't, yeah. sound, they don't sound like a local band to me. Oh. You know, they have a lot more going on, which is great. Um, just like these two guys, my only, uh, my only con for the album would be the clean singing. It just did not fit well for me. I heard it and immediately was turned off by it. I'm not a fan of that kind of singing to begin with, but... Uh, I think uh, whoever, whatever the singer's name is, I don't know. He could have found something else to do with his voice that doesn't have to be necessarily a growl or a scream, 
but try something new to to not have to like because once you do that kind of vocal it kind of like stamps you in a certain timeline mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they have uh yeah. the, obviously their influences are very you know they're, they're really dominant you know they sound pretty much like if darkest hour on earth had a baby this it would be this band mm-hmm. but they also add enough modern metal elements to keep it relevant but doing that clean singing immediately just puts it back in 2004 you know, and that's right. kind of how I felt about it. If he did something different, it would be to me. It would be ten fucking times better. Mm-hmm. But overall, the record was great. It's good to hear a good polished fucking metal band come out of San Antonio. Seven and a half jalapenos. Yeah, the pro- I know the production was really well done. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, it was big. It was loud. Mm-hmm. It was punchy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, speaking of punchy, I wish the I wish the vocals. Were a little bit more in my face, a little yeah. bit more up front. They were a little kind of tucked back. Yeah, they, they were kind of low in the mix. Just a little, a little, little low bit. in the mix. Yeah. yeah, if he was like right in my face, just like you know, screaming through the speakers, that would have been cool. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it was great. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was catchy, memorable. Yeah, I'll go back and listen to it again for sure. For sure. Right so now. yeah, Nahaya, way to go, dudes. Nahaya, representing SA. We enjoyed it. Yeah, I dug it, man. Yeah. Mikey, what was your score again? You said seven, seven and a half, five. also, right? Yeah, seven, yeah, seven and, and a half. half, seven and a half, and you said, I said seven. You said seven. Yeah, so. I said seven because, uh, you know, they weren't better than Between the Bear to Me. <laughs> <laughs> Always going back. Who is? I mean, who is? Always going. Dude, back if I wrote it. a metal album, I'm sure it'd be like a three out of nine jalapenos. <laughs> Out of ten, I mean, (laughs) in no way are we saying we're better than you when we give you a low scoring or anything, right? No, not at all, not at all. Yeah, but we have to keep it honest, right? Right. That's what. Yeah, we have to keep it honest to keep. We can't get everybody tense because then we would have no integrity. Right. right, Exactly. We would have no integrity. And we've all been doing this for a long time. We've been musicians for very long, and we're all in. You know, we were all in the. You know, relatively high profile bands. If you want to, if you want to put it that way. Sure. (laughs) So I mean. At some point, we can we can give our opinions. So <laughs> we shouldn't feel uh, bad for being yeah. opinionated. Yeah. Yeah, at here. the end of the day, man. and uh, if you know, hi, if you want to tell us, fuck you, please feel free. <laughs> our uh, at into the pitcast. Our on e- yeah, our email is into the pitcast at yahoo.com or, or leave us a comment on Instagram or yeah. Facebook. We'll be tagging them on the next uh, post that we do for this one. So. If you guys see it, I mean, honestly, wouldn't mind having uh, you guys on here. Absolutely, awesome. man. Absolutely. Yeah, then you could come tell us, fuck you to our face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's, what we, That's what we want. Come tell us why we're wrong. <laughs> we would love that. So, if not all of you, just one of you, that's fine. It's cool. Just come and tell us. But yeah. yeah. Uh, Nahaya, again, one more time, thank you mm-hmm. for putting out a great album yeah, absolutely, representing man. San Antonio. We thoroughly very, enjoyed it. Very, very well. Right. All right. On that note, influencers. See. And this week we have the great, the almighty, the one and the only uh-huh. Sepultura. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Never heard of him. Never, Never heard, heard of them? him in my life. Never heard of him. <laughs> Never heard of them. Yeah, I'm going to say what I'm going to say and then I'm going to get the hell out of the way. And okay, Alex ahead. is probably going to pick up a knife and murder me. <laughs> Never been a huge Sepultura fan. Of course, I obviously appreciate them and everything that they've done. Right, right. You know, but I just never really got full blown delved into them, but I can really appreciate what they've done. So, so yeah, Alex, take it away. What's up? <laughs> take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck can I say, man? I started listening to this band when I was like twelve or thirteen. They came to me. Uh, one of my best friends, Omar. Shout out, Omar. Uh, his brother, Berto. He. Uh, he likes a lot of different styles of music, and he had ordered a bunch of different CDs, and he got Far Beyond Driven. And Chaos AD was a Sepultura album that basically we stumbled upon when we were that young. Right. And as soon as I heard it, I mean, I was like, what the fuck, man? When was Sepultura's first album? Um, like 1986. A- maybe even yeah, maybe before that. I mean, I can check real quick. It was like 86, 85, something like that. Uh, yeah, man. because... I- and it's funny because I don't I don't remember hearing about Sepultura until way later, and it's it was just real weird to me. I don't know why. You know, like uh, no, uh, uh, for me, like you know, Pantera came first, then Metallica, and all this other stuff. Right, right. And Sepultura's been doing it just as long. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, Sepultura's first record, Morbid Visions, which I've heard, is fucking great. It came out in 1986. Wow. So they've been doing it, and at first they were. Uh, 
they were more in the Slayer kind of realm. Very fast, very th- uh, thrashy. However... Exile. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside joke. Yeah, sorry, it's an inside joke. That uh, Max was the first guy that I ever heard like actually do a, a growl, like an, a full-on growl. Because, you know, we had Tom Araya from Slayer who shouted. He was kind of a shouty guy. He kind of yelled, right? Yeah. Headfield. Hands and- up! Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. he yelled. He yelled. He, there, yeah, he was not a screamer. Right. Growler. Not at all. <laughs> you know, Headfield, he was a singer. Right. That had a, had a you know, slight. Had some dirt. Had some dirt on his shit. Uh, Mustaine as well. Uh-huh. Had some dirt. You know, Joey Belladonna from Anthrax. He had a little more of an operatic thing going on, mm-hmm. more, you know, high-endy kind of shit. But Max Cavalera was the first one that I really heard fucking, you know, guttural fucking you yeah, know, get up there and shit. sound like a damn animal. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, when I heard Chaos AD, it was a game changer for me. Between Slayer and Sepultura, that's what got my guitar playing up to par. You know, with my right hand and all that shit and, the, you know, the, the, the speed and the, the, uh, the rhythmicness of Sepultura, it was, uh, it just basically got me on time with my click, basically, if you know what I mean. But that was the first time I also heard tribal stuff going on in, in uh, metal. Yeah. You know, from the, from the beginning of Chaos AD, Refuse Resist, I mean, there's tribal drums in the motherfucker. Yeah. That was the first time I heard low-tuned guitars. Yeah. Down-tuned guitars. Yeah. You know, they were still using six strings, but they were down-tuned. That was the first time I heard such a heavy, groove-oriented sound was with Sepultura. And then I dove deeper into that band and, uh, you know, Beneath the Remains, fucking amazing album. Learned it from top to back. And uh, Arise, those two albums were before Chaos AD. Those were a little bit more on the thrash side. But, I mean, they were fucking amazing. I never heard the speed. I've never heard the heaviness or that kind of growling before until I discovered Sepultura. And moving forward with Sepultura in... uh, when they came out with Roots in 1996, yeah, that huge was album. it was fucking huge, huge. That album. album, and I know a lot of people want to say Corn and you know Limp Bizkit and fucking Rage Against the Machine, you know Def Jones, all those bands kind of start you know started new metal. New metal started with really, if you want to look at it, new metal started with fucking with uh, with Sepultura, KSID, yeah. and Pantera. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know that groove came with those bands. Yeah. And it wasn't until Roots, when that came out in 96, that new metal was actually turned into a genre. So, if you want to look at it black and white, Sepultura was responsible for creating new metal. New metal. Which, I mean, it was a huge genre at the time. So, I mean, they went everywhere, all across the board, and they are one of the most influential fucking metal bands in history that have influenced genres separately of their own. And still do to this day. And still do to this day. Absolutely. Right. Huge influence on my guitar playing. Huge influence on what I listen to. And I fucking love. Sepultura. Huge influence on a ton of different bands. Mikey? You a Sepultura fan? I am a Sepultura fan. Uh, I actually, I knew, I, I heard their songs before. I didn't pay much attention to them. Until I actually started listening to Soulfly. Uh, and then realizing that Max was in Sepultura after that. Then I started really paying attention to them so technically i listened to soulfly before but i mean grew a huge appreciation and understanding as to why soulfly was the way it was and that there would be like you said it would be a lot of new metal bands that wouldn't be around if it wasn't for these bands yeah and to be i mean fuck to be where max is at now and still killing it the way he is because I mean, I want to say that, yeah, he's older than a lot of other bands out there and whatnot. I mean, are not that that much older than, like, you know, uh, Metallica yeah, or right. any other bands like that. But at the same time, he fucking hasn't had the recognition that bands like Metallica and all them get. Right. Hasn't had the publicity that bands like Metallica and them get. Yeah. And yet he's still, he's like almost, I, get, I mean, if you want to say, like, a king of the underground. Because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people that I know that if they listen to metal, but they sometimes listen to metal, they don't know who Sepultura is, right. or they don't know who Soul, or they don't know the connections between them. Because um, I mean, there's nothing that there's everything they do to me or that Max does is great. 
I mean, there's not been one project that Max hasn't done that I haven't liked. Fucking Cavalier Conspiracy. Yeah, fucking Cavalier Conspiracy. God great, damn, man. I love that band, yeah, dude. So I was just list like after I took my final, I was so pumped because I'm fucking done with that shit. And I was going to do a back workout, and I killed my back because <laughs> I was listening to Cavalier Conspiracy, yeah. and also the pre-workout probably helped too. <laughs> so, <laughs> but all that cocaine in your brain, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean they. Um, uh, I think they. I when what I read about them too was when they first started, the only bands that they had really were listening to were Slayer, Metallica. And there was some other band I think it said on there, but it was like where the the, the where they lived at, and they're from Brazil, right? Yeah, they're yeah. from Sao Paulo. From yeah. yeah, from where they're from, there was only so they could only get their hands on so much metal, so they went off of the like the names of bands that they had, and to go where they went because they basically played what they wanted to play, and you could tell that from listening to us. It. Like, well, this is how we know how to play, and this is how I know how to sing. Mm-hmm. So fucking here it is, and it yeah, I fucking I loved it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's pretty incredible that they were only able to draw from that. Yeah, there was like a very few bands that they drew from and then started making their own shit, Yeah, basically. Nuts. Completely. And then they basically created their own style. Yeah. Because, no, I mean, nobody sounded like Sepultura. Nobody fucking sounded like Sepultura. And that was like the initiation of, of, uh, for me, it was, you know, the the initiation of death metal as well. Because, I mean, a lot of people could consider Sepultura, their older material, death metal. Yeah, because of the growl and shit like that, and the speed and all that stuff. It was really, it was very extreme for the time. They were heavier than Slayer, they were heavier than Metallica, they were mm-hmm. heavier than you know Megadeth, all that shit. Way heavier than Anthrax, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, man. And one thing I love about Max to this day, and we were talking about this earlier, you know, the the, the closed mindedness of uh, you know, a lot of people that always think their generation has their best music or the era of metal has the best kind of shit. Max is a huge advocate for a lot of great bands that are coming up, you know, today. And we've, you know, we've talked about this before. Code Orange. He fucking loves Code Orange. He loves Nails, which is another great band. He loves Full of Hell, which we went to go see a month or two ago, which is fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. Limelight, that was a great show. He likes a lot of these new up-and-coming bands that are, you know, very raw and real. You know what I mean? And he, you know, he says the same shit, you know? It's like, there's a lot of shit going on out there. Yeah. You're not going to fucking, you're not going to listen to, you're not going to like it, or you're not going to accept it unless you go out there and listen to it with an open mind. You know what I mean? People that think, oh, the best stuff was in 2004, or the best shit was in 86, or whatever, mm-hmm. they're not paying attention to what's out there. Yeah. You know? The progression. So, yeah, exactly. That's why I love Spotify. Yes. Honestly, because I can, you can think of a band like that, and then... And listen to other. It shows. It shows you a list of bands. Hey, similar to this, right. I've discovered so many bands that way. Absolutely, because of that. And that's Absolutely. the greatest thing about Spotify to me, because it opens your eyes to so many. There's a lot of bands I would not be listening to today if it wasn't for Spotify. Yep. yep. And that's probably the greatest thing to happen to music for <laughs> for now. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, just at least <laughs> discovering <laughs> discovering yeah, them yeah. and finding them out. You know, for bands that are up and coming, it's, it's great for them and whatnot. Yeah, know, between obviously. Spotify and YouTube is, I mean, yeah, exactly. for discovering bands, is a fa- it, you know, those two are fantastic platforms. So, so social media, yeah. I mean, all together. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, a great yeah. Thing. it makes it a lot easier to, to really discover a lot of different yeah. bands that are out there and doing their thing. Yeah. But the fact that Max is an advocate for all that, I definitely, definitely, definitely respect him for that. Yeah. So... He's a god amongst men. <laughs> Brazilian. <laughs> He's the Brazilian god. <laughs> you think they all get Brazilian waxes? Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't know. Prove it. Max is pretty hairy up top. <laughs> and, and you know what? To be honest, uh, after Max left the band, I never kept up with Sepultura. Mm-hmm. I know the new singer. His name is Derek uh, something or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everything I listened to after that, I just wasn't a fan of. You know, some of the tunes were cool, like as far as the instrumentals, but I just I couldn't get into his vocals. Yeah, wasn't so, the same. Huh? wasn't the same for you. Basically, it, it wasn't. I mean, yeah. for me, Sepultura is Sepultura with Max and yeah. Igor on drums, and Max singing and playing guitar. Yeah, that's why I follow Max with everything he does. Yeah, no, Andreas Kaiser, the lead guitar player, Sepultura, fantastic. I love him. He created his own style within that, but after Roots. It has not been the same, and it will never be the same. Yeah. And they, they just released an album last year, and I, I just, it wasn't, it's just not the same, man. Not yeah. the same. Did you even give it a chance? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I tried. It just, you know, 
There were a couple of riffs here and there that I liked, and but, but I mean, it just it doesn't have the same intensity when the, the fucking, you know, the main fucking part of your band is gone. Yeah. The Ganas. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, Max was Sepultura. Yeah. He started the fucking band. It was yeah, his fucking band. You know what I mean? So, yeah, whatever. I mean, so Whatever, it's just my two cents. Soulfly just released cents, that uh, new single. Oh, that shit was sick. That sounds good. Who did? Sick. Soulfly. Really? Yeah, they got a new album coming out in October, and they just released a single from it. It's fucking good. Yeah, I, yeah, I just heard it on the way here, man. I well, maybe I was, we'll uh, review it for next week. I was hitting my fucking head on the steering wheel. Talk about that. Aye, wait. Fucking metal, bro. <laughs> we had a quick funny, quick, funny story how I got into Soulfly. Yeah, of course. I, I think I told Alex, but I'll tell you, Rocco, and the listeners. Cool. Uh, I, I was, like, visiting my cousins in North Texas, and I was in Abilene. And we went to a store, a CD shop, and I was looking for the Slipknot album. The first one had just came out. Poser. <laughs> Whatever. I was looking for the first one. And my Slipknot shirt on and everything. Yeah, the shirt. I couldn't afford a shirt. I just couldn't afford the album. <laughs> but anyway, I was looking for that one. It just came out, so it like sold out quick apparently because it wasn't like a very well known CD. So they only had so many copies. And then the guy there had told me he's like, "Hey, so you like Slipknot? Why don't you check this out?" And he uh, put on Soulfly. And like I listened to two songs, I was like that's pretty fucking good. So I bought the album there, mm-hmm. meaning to buy Slipknot, and that's when I got into Soulfly. And uh, again, like I said at the beginning, finding out that Max Cavalier was in Sepultura from there, went dove back more into Sepultura from there, and yeah, it was good. So that was just a quick story. Just all boring. <laughs> boring. boring. <laughs> man, back when you JK. had to drive somewhere to discover music, yeah, ugh. yeah, man. I mean, that was before I could God, drive. You're so old. I think no. I was like eleven. 12, maybe? Yeah. Hi, is the new Slipknot ready? <laughs> um, yeah, I was looking for the new Slipknot because I'm so mad old. I didn't get the first Slipknot City, man. Nah, I don't think I bought any Well, of no, no, it's not that I didn't buy it. I actually, I, I borrowed it from a friend. I just didn't understand Oh, you didn't it. understand it? I didn't understand it. You weren't ready. I wasn't ready. Shh, dude, you can't I, I didn't. I actually didn't understand Slipknot. This is a completely different topic for another episode, but mm. yeah. I didn't understand Slipknot until Iowa. Right. And that record changed my life. Yeah. Completely. So yeah. we'll talk about that yeah. very soon. He was too much into Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. Are I you really ready <laughs> for us to come? <laughs> Quarters in session. <laughs> Slipknot just scared me. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> What's yeah. this noise? Alex has a half sleeve of of uh, Creed on his <laughs> yes yeah, Scott Stapp on my arm right here yeah. got Scott Stapp it's pretty metal dude right it, what did you so. say it's pretty hard it's pretty hard bro <laughs> it's pretty hard Creed's hard dude <laughs> Creed's super hard bro no they are not <laughs> no are we doing this again no are we doing this no, again no we don't have to the first on two albums are good no they're not good <laughs> no Good. No. They're not great. They're no. good oh, for God. the time. I don't oh. mind them. I don't mind them. Nobody minds them, Morocco. Oh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you didn't. I think you forgot to thank somebody, Rocco. Oh, that's right. Uh, every single time yeah. it happens. <laughs> but yeah, special shout out to Satan. He's the one. <laughs> Satan's the one that always introduces us. Uh, it's really nice of him to come up from hell. Yeah. And uh, you know, lay a track down. That's really cool. Of him. <laughs> He's a good dude, man. He is a good dude. He, can, a good guy. he catches such a bad break. I know. Man. He brought us beer. I mean, yeah. he brought me carta blanca all the way from fucking Mexico. Yeah. Man. I can't hit the guy. <laughs> Yeah, shout out Satan. Thanks, man. We really appreciate it. Giving us our opener. Yeah, for giving us our opener. Well, on that note, hey, that's episode five, guys. It was good to see y'all. Boom. We had fun at Local Disturbance 2018. We did. It was good to see old friends and hang out with new friends. Mahaya, we hope to have you guys on. Yeah, Alex and Drew. Wore the match, matching T-shirts. <laughs> that matching. was we funny. did. We did matching Gojira shirts because fucking Gojira rules. Totally not planned. I'm sure. No, yeah. it wasn't. It really wasn't. Shout out really Danella Drive. Uh, they finally found a drummer. Double D. They finally found a drummer. Looks like they're getting back out there. Danella Drive. Yeah. Uh, In the studio, August 25th, from what Drucifer told me. Drucifer. Drucifer. Yeah, we're looking forward. From what he said, it's supposed to be uh, you know pretty up and down as far as the styles, and they're incorporating new material and da-da-da, new stuff. 
I really so I'm liked, looking forward to it. I really liked the first one. It was cool. It was good. It was yeah, really man, cool. For sure. It. it was really cool. All right, boys. That was episode five. <sighs> Everybody, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us your time. If you would like to drop us a line, it is into the pitcast at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nahaya, we hope to hear from you soon. Uh, maybe it'll be a fuck you. Maybe it'll be, hey, thanks. <laughs> we can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to hear what you guys say. Follow us on the Facebooks. Follow us on the Instagrams. At Into the Pitcast. At Into the Pitcast. Do it. Anything else, fellas? I think that's it. Follow me on Instagram at LexCan86 for cool guitar videos. Mm-hmm. Follow uh, Mikey B Fitness. MB Fitness 1, dog. For those for sweet cool fitness videos. For those sweet workout videos. You guys want to get swole? You go to my page. <laughs> and follow Rocco Cortez at Rocco Street. At Rocco for, Street. Uh, gay sex. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I just post about pretty much just nonsense and uh, recording studio stuff. Hell yeah. Good so, stuff. Yeah. All right, episode five. We'll see you all next week for episode six. Thanks again, guys. Later. Deuces.